Um, I took a, a 20 year hiatus, but actually I dabbled in the program in that 20 years. And um, I realized I had contact with people in the program and every once in a while I'd pop into a meeting, but it wasn't that that's not the way to do it. I had to learn that the hard way. And what I, one of the things I've learned is that you don't graduate from this program. And um, that may sound kind of negative, and I, ho I hope that's not the impression I'm giving because OA has been the um, most wonderful thing I've ever given myself. It has changed my life. I went from an insecure, frightened, pretty much little little girl even though I was I was like in my 30s when I first came in I was a child and and in the big book it talks about how at one point psychologists looked at at all these 12 steppers and and discovered one thing we had in common is we're all immature and kind of childish and we have the um and I know some of you may think well that's not me but think about it for a minute, how you react to difficulties, you know, whether we eat or not for those difficulties, we don't always react very well. And they call it an emotional hangover when we do this, because I know there has been times when I, I fly off the handle and I regret it afterwards. I regret it big time because it makes me look foolish and it makes me um, treat other people badly, and I don't want to do that anymore. And I'm learning that through this program on actually learning how to be a, an adult. And at my age, that's that's something. <laughs> you know, um, I'm I'm very lucky to have that. I hope somebody's timing me because I'm the timer, and um, you know I can't pay attention to that and do this too. So you're keep, covered. Keep you're covered, Georgia. Good. Good. Thank you. Um, Anyway, when I first came into program, I was a wreck. I'd already had a nervous breakdown. I was severely depressed. I mean, to the point where they were going to put me in a hospital. And fortunately, my ex-husband at the time said, no, you know, she's coming home. So um, it, it involved a, a long time of psychiatrists and psychologists and therapy and all kinds of stuff for me to just get up the courage to go to an OA meeting. I was scared to death to drive. I couldn't, I couldn't go upstairs in the mall because of heights. I was scared of everything, everything. I was scared of living, you know, and tormented every, every night I'd go to bed and I think what's going to happen tomorrow and not in a good way. And new year's day, I don't even want to talk about because every time a new year came by, I thought, Oh, what, Fresh hell will come come up from this, you know. That's where my mind was, you know, just the most negative, um, self-destructive, everything. And I was not the nicest person to be around, partly because I was afraid to let you see who I really was, and partly because if you didn't like me, I would I would have a tantrum, pretty much, you know. Um, and then I I would go into the depression and the misery and all of that stuff again. And of course, of course, I forget the, the number one thing is I ate during all this. Every time something happened, my answer was to eat. Now, I will tell you, when I was in my 20s, I went through a period of anorexia, too, where I, I just wouldn't eat anything. If I ate a piece of lettuce, I felt like I had just put dirt in my mouth. 
you know, that was my, my attitude. So um, anyway, after I got married, that all changed. And, and my, my ex-husband, I think, was an overeater, too. And he was a huge man. You know, he's six foot two and, you know, just looked like a football player. And um, he could eat. And I tried to keep up with him. And I didn't try. I did keep up with him. So at one point, I gained an awful lot of weight. I was close to... I was over 200 pounds and I'm only five foot two and I'm not big boned. <laughs> I wish I was, but I'm not. And, um, and I got to the point where I was having trouble with my, my body, you know, everything hurt. I couldn't breathe right. All of that. And I got to, after all that therapy, I got to the point where I cared enough to, to try to do something. So I went to Weight Watchers and it worked for a little while, but then I got stuck and nothing happened. And, you know, I was still eating sugar and all of that. And I finally came to OA. I don't know why I came to OA or how I found it, but I, I, I can't remember all that, but I did find it. And that first meeting, now I'm a person that always kept everybody at arm's length. And, and sometimes I still do. I, I think that's a big character flaw, but it's more about you finding out who I really am. You know, I'm still, I still have that, you know. Um, but anyway, what struck me is when I was sharing with, or not when I was sharing, when I was listening to everybody, because that, at that time you couldn't share if you weren't abstinent. Um, or at least had 30 days in the program. And so I listened to all these people and I thought, oh my God, they're in my brain. You know, everything they said was stuff that was going on in my head. I used to wish I could reach into my head, pull out my brain and slam it against a wall. I really did. I had visions of doing that. Um, but anyway, that kept me coming back. They hugged me. They they talked about God, which freaked me out, um, but I kept coming back because of all the other stuff they said, you know, that there was hope. And, and they did the same stupid things I did with food, you know, um, all these self-destructive things. So I kept coming back and I went through, I, I got sponsors right away, but I went through a number of them because I picked people that were going to be mean to me. That's what I knew. I, I had uh, uh, issues with my parents when I was younger, and that's what I thought love was. You, you be mean to somebody. You put them down, all that kind of stuff. Well, I finally found one lady that I really respected, and she had years in AA, too. And at that time, we didn't have literature, me, you know, all this stuff we have now. So we used to go to AA meetings for big book studies. And um, so I got a lot of stuff from this one lady. And the, and the first thing she told me was, you have to get off sugar. And I thought I was going to die. I really did. Um, can somebody let me know how much time I have left? I want to get to the, um, the um, you know, the results before I carry on too much longer. You're at seven um, minutes. You have plenty of time. Seven minutes. Oh, okay. thank you, Rob. Yes. So anyway... <clears throat> I did, I, I, I was kind of scared of her, actually. She was a little bit of a tough cookie. At least that's what I thought. I found out after that she wasn't at all. 
but um, I was scared to disappoint her. And that's how I was back then. I didn't want to disappoint anybody. I would do jump through hoops to keep you from being disappointed in me. So I did what she said. It was miserable for about a week. And then after that, it just got easier and easier. And for four years, I never touched sugar. And I had a really good abstinence. I lost all my weight. and I was looking really good. And things outside of programs started to look really nice. You know, I was getting accepted into groups outside of program. I'm an artist, so I was you know, getting into art groups and things like that. And that became more important. And because I always wanted to be an artist and I wanted to have an art career. And um, so that became more important than going to meetings. And, you know, one thing led to another and I was totally out. Oh, and I, uh, at, at that time too, my husband left. Um, he didn't like the fact that I was becoming more independent and I was selling my artwork and all of that. And I guess it was a threat, but it needed, the marriage needed to end anyway, because we'd grown in different directions. So after that, I went through the next 20 years trying to do everything on my own. I told myself I didn't have time for OA. I didn't have the money for gas to get to a meeting, but I was too proud to ask anybody for help. Um, I mean, seriously, we were digging in couch cushions to find money for either gas or milk. We couldn't decide which because I had my son with me then, too. He was older, but still, you know. So this went on for a long time, like I said, 20 years. And, um, you know, I, I will say one thing. The thing that got me through the 20 years were some of the slogans from OA, Take it till you make it. Um, go ahead and be afraid, but do it anyway. You know, all of that kind of stuff stuck with me because seriously, I was afraid. I remember going to Mount Sac and being afraid that they were going to come over the loudspeaker and tell me, you there, you, you're too old. You have to leave. I really thought that. I really did. And they were going to find out what a screw up I was and how I didn't have any place on that campus. Well, I'm going to make a long story short. I did it. I, from there, I went to Laverne and got my bachelor's degree. And from there, I went on to get a master's degree. And all of that, I will credit the program with. I couldn't have done it because I was too scared to get out of my car half the time, let alone take classes and, and graduate. Um, so I did all that, and I had a steady job as an art teacher at that point. And I just knew I still felt crummy. You know, nothing I achieved made any difference. I, I figured that somehow or other they screwed up and let me get a master's degree. You know, they felt sorry for me. I didn't earn it. They felt sorry for me. That was my thinking. And so I don't know what made me do it. But one night I was sitting at home and I thought, I, I just, I hate everything, you know, and and I remembered OA, and I thought, you know, I wonder if there's still meetings over there. So I looked it up online. I drove over to Skivvy on Arrow Highway, and sure enough, there was people there. So I walked in, and the first person I saw was Stan, because I remember when Stan and Daryl and a, a bunch of people came in. Uh, you know, and so I saw that his face first and I was, I felt like I was home. I really did. Um, uh, 
anyway, and the other part of this story is I was in for about a year. At this time, I was eating huge candy bars. I mean, those giant ones. I was buying six at a time, and I couldn't stop. And I remember Daryl saying something to me about ask for ask God for the willingness to be willing. And that opened my eyes. I did that, and I did it half-heartedly. I didn't want to quit eating those candy bars. But the next morning, I didn't have any, and I didn't go to the store to get any. It wasn't a conscious thought. It just happened. And that's when I realized, oh, my God, I've got abstinence. And, of course, that was only the first day. I went through the whole week of no candy bars, but I was dabbling in other sugars, too, to be honest with you. Um, It was still hard, but I was in program for about a year and a half I I think, or two years, and my old sponsor walked in as a speaker, and I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. So after she spoke, I went over to her, and I said, can I come home? And she said, yes, and she's been my sponsor ever since. And, of course, the first thing she told me was, you have to get off sugar, all of it. And, you know, I thought, oh, shoot, darn it. Uh, But I did it. And it was the best thing I could have done. I have fibromyalgia and I've discovered that the sugar just, um, it makes it so much worse. Uh, And so now I still got fibromyalgia, but it's not nearly the problem it was without the sugar. I have lost 40 pounds, not enough. And I don't know why I'm hanging on to this, but I'm working on it. And what I've discovered this time around is God. I really did. And I I hope I don't freak anybody out by this because I am not a churchgoer. I don't consider myself a Christian. I suppose if I was anything, I might be a Buddhist Catholic or something. I, I don't know what I am. I'm spiritual. And I do heartily believe in God. I start my day out with prayer and meditation every morning because if I don't, my day is going to go it's going to turn to shit right before my very eyes. I can guarantee it. And it's not because of any outside sources. It's because of my head. I have a problem brain. And I, I firmly believe we all do. The big book even says that. We all are problem people. And, um, and so I work the steps so that I can find out where those problems are and and hopefully turn them over to God because I've, I've discovered I can't do anything about them. This is not my job. I, my job is to, to cling to my higher power, ask him for the willingness to let go of these things. And if he decides I need to let, willing, let go of them, I, that's what will happen. But I do know that some of my character defects keep me closer to God. And so they serve a purpose. As much as I don't like it, they do serve a purpose. Um, But I think all these years of me fighting the whole spiritual thing of the program, I'm finally realizing that's the true answer, you know. Um, And I do believe that my abstinence comes first, even before God, only because without abstinence, I don't have God. I don't take the time to get in touch with God. I have to have a clear mind, and that means being abstinent without all that extra food and extra sugar and extra whatever the chemicals are they put in our food these days. 
it's been a long road and I hope I never, ever, ever leave again, ever. I found friends in this program. I found camaraderie and understanding and um, it's been an amazing journey. You know, all my relationships as a time. 15, yes. No, you're at 15. You got five more if you want it. Well, I'm going to wrap up now, too. Um, I just I just want you to know that this program, to me, it's a miracle worker. I have changed so much, and I'm so grateful for that. And I've still got changes to go. I'm not, I'm not you know, uh, by any means perfect. Oh, my God, no. So um, anyway, I just hope that, that you keep coming back. And for the newcomer, please, please keep coming back. Um, It really does work. It might not seem so at first, but if you keep coming back, it's slowly, it's kind of insidious. It just kind of worms its way into your your being, and it's for your betterment. I, I really believe that. So thank you all for being here. Thank you for letting me be the leader and share my experience, strength, and hope, and I hope it's helped. Thank you.